Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Spread the truth! Just set you free! You can't handle the truth! Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? No. I am the father. Better alive, you are coming with me. I don't want to brag, but I will. I was in the Avengers. The Avengers? Yeah. That's great! Thank you! What is that? Hasta la vista, baby. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Movie Podcast. Happy New Year and welcome to 2024. Uh, we are back for the new year and uh, I've got uh, Neil, my left-hand man on the show. How are you doing, Neil? Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, sir. I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? Yeah, very good. Very good. Got over nasty colds and coughs and all sorts. The cough is still there. <laughs> still so uh, i'm gonna have to keep an eye on that mute button uh today as well um but uh yeah it's just neil and i again today and uh not for lack of trying some people wanted to make it but um some people didn't sasha uh didn't want to be part of the podcast because there's a lot of films which he hasn't seen and sasha is the kind of person who's like i need to see more before i can give my opinion literally about a week ago he gave his top films and worst films for like 2022 so uh, he's about 12 months behind on each of his lists. So expect his list next year <laughs> so or the end of this year. Um, but yeah, that is where we're talking. We're talking 2023. And uh, we're going to be discussing the worst movies of 2023 or the movies that could have been a little bit better, shall we say. Um, for me, there was some outright awful ones. There were some which were kind of mid um, we're going to kind of put together a top 10 list and uh, see what we come up with. And uh, But again, these are just the films that Neil and I have seen. So yeah. there's going to be plenty of films out there which we haven't seen, which may have made your list. So if there is, make sure you shout off in the comments. Let us know what films did you see in 2023 that were your worst. Um, but before we start giving you our list, um, thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for listening. As always, um, if you want the video version of this, uh, make sure you check us out on YouTube where you can hit that subscribe button. We're also on Spotify with the video. And obviously the audio podcast is available on any audio platform for your podcast uh, preference. Thank you for your continued support. Uh, we really appreciate you. Um, okay, so Neil, I've... This is actually probably one of the first times I've actually put a ranking in in terms of my least favorite movies. So normally when I do my top tens, I don't normally rank, but this time yeah. I did. I was like, yeah. So when I'm when I'm giving my movies, that- it's gonna be from it's gonna be sort of like from bad to worst, if that if that All makes right. sense. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna my final film is gonna be my worst film of 2023. Okay. So um was just like Christ. Yeah, and then we'll see if there's uh, some uh, some crossovers here. So uh, uh, I'm happy to. It's very interesting because um, I know that there are certain films where we had a strong difference of an opinion on a difference of opinion exactly, and so we need to see which of these movies make the list because yeah. uh, there might be some debates on this. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so for me, um, the one of the one of the worst films of last year like i say not the worst but it's in my uh, number 10 spot is napoleon uh i did not care for this movie um it's got it's got some great talent don't get me wrong uh, uh joaquin phoenix vanessa kirby directed by um, ridley scott um the trailer made it look epic and you know there were some very good set pieces within this movie 
Um, the costumes were fantastic and the sets, but it just felt like set piece to set piece. The oh. narrative in this was severely lacking for me. Um, I think mm. part of this is down to the cut of the movie mm. because there's this was made for by or for Apple TV and there's going to be an extended cut for yeah, that, which is going to have an extra hour's worth of footage. So it's quite significant. We're not talking like 10, 15 minutes. And it really felt like there was huge chunks of this story missing. And it seemed like they were going for a lot of the set pieces to be included mm. for the theatrical release, but the potentially conversational pieces or the heartfelt moments or, you know, mm-hmm. nothing made me uncomfortable. Nothing made me smile. You right. know, it didn't didn't give me any kind of reactions and i came out of this not knowing anything more about napoleon i learned i said in my re- review when this came out i learned more about napoleon from bill and ted's excellent adventure than i did about biopic of napoleon <laughs> you know it's it was just so lacking uh in any yeah. kind of narrative and story the performances were fine you know mm-hmm. fucking phoenix was fine as napoleon vanessa kirby you know really interesting um mm. But yeah, it just, it really missed the mark for me. And I was really disappointed because, you know, I'm a big fan of Ridley Scott. And, he, you know, I like some of his latest stuff, like The Last Duel and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I really enjoyed that. But yeah, for me, this didn't didn't hit the mark. I think, hope well, I hope that the other version will give us a little bit more clarity. Um, and it might make it a full and richer story. And that might change my mind. But yeah, the moment, this makes my, this makes my number 10 spot. Well, I'll be damned. See, I, I hadn't, I hadn't, haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but I would say that once I knew, or once it was revealed that there's going to be like another a a, a four hour cut mm-hmm. coming out, and it was going to be it's coming out and it's coming out on Apple TV, I instantaneously was like, I'm not watching this film. Listen, I don't need to. Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. I, that. I, I, I. I I love extended cuts and like, you know, yeah, so to speak, director's cuts, because mm-hmm. I want to see the vision that it was like, you know, a studio put this person in charge. They put this man mm-hmm. or this woman in charge and said, make me this film. And then they've mm-hmm. made you a film. And then you're like, okay, now cut out this, 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 and this so that we can put bums in seats, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and I think Apple want that so they can then get people onto their platform to say, yo, if you want this version, you need to subscribe to our platform. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's because ultimately it's street it's it's huge streaming wars. You know, every mm-hmm. single network and streaming service is desperate to get people to sign up. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, yeah, so I would say that is uh it's a shocker, but it's not as big mm-hmm. a shocker as I thought it would be. So Okay. All right. Okay, so uh, what are one of the films that makes your list? Uh, well, this this is absolutely going in my... I don't have a ranking, but this uh-huh. is definitely the worst film I've seen this year. Okay. Wish. So Wish is your worst film that you've seen this year? Wish is, without a doubt, the worst film that I've seen this year. Because the thing is, okay. you can be... As, well, as we get further down the list, some of mm-hmm. these films are bad films. Mm-hmm. Well, not bad. Some of these films are not as good as they should have been, mm-hmm. but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, okay. And if gotcha. I enjoyed them, then I'm like, I know you're bad, but I like you. You know, it's yes. a pleasure, so to speak. So 
they some of my guilty pleasures might turn up in this list, mm-hmm. but Wish is a film I genuinely didn't enjoy. Like, okay, so what? So it. what were some of the bits about it you didn't like? <sighs> I understand. What, what was it lacking? Okay, so have you seen Wish? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I have. I thought it was a very mid film. Yeah. All right, yeah. Well, spoilers for those who ain't seen it. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. This film, the fact that it was like, okay, this this is the film that is a hundred years of Disney. Here's mm-hmm. the film for it. And I thought, okay, cool. And then as I was watching it, I was like, you're kind of in a, a weird, I'm trying to do something, but not trying to do something way. You try to emulate, I guess you could say, almost like Snow White. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense because Snow White was the first Disney like animated feature film and whatnot. Yeah. So I I get that, but it was just poor. And they, they threw in like cameo after cameo after cameo. Like if you have if you grew up watching Disney films, especially the old ones, the ones that came out before you were born, mm-hmm. chances are you saw five maybe six characters that you were like i know where you're from i remember i remember you and i saw everybody i saw archimedes from from sword in the stone i saw Mm -hmm. uh john little john from robin hoods yeah i saw peter pan multiple times they even referenced they called him peter yeah they called him peter yeah Um, and we had uh, loads of the dwarves yeah, and, and that's we had dopey awesome. and stuff. Yeah, they had and, her and... friends, and imagine they gave this the main protagonist, whose mm-hmm. name I can't remember. They gave this girl seven friends, and they literally just made non-dwarf versions of the seven dwarfs. Yeah, yeah, it was Asha, the main, uh, the main character. Yeah, and I'm just like this film. I was like, they spent so much time trying to bag, trying to grab nostalgia mm-hmm. that they missed the whole point of making a movie. Like it's a, yes, yeah. it's a milestone you've made. You've had, a, you've been around a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Celebrate you know, the hundred years by producing a solid movie in its own yeah. right, not trying to say like the Flash. Look at all these cameos, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's just, so, yeah, I yeah. Was like, you know, I just, I it was, it was just everything about the film was just poorly done okay and from, from I think Disney mm-hmm. it was it wasn't just it was poor from Disney because they've done better multiple times yeah yeah but it was exceedingly poor just as a film because it just looked and felt lazy like this is yeah. the film your hundred year legacy at present moment is wish that's your hundred year that's the film that is like hundred years in we made wish mm-hmm. yeah I'm like, yeah huh? yeah it's um the underlining message was a good one and i you know but they just didn't build upon it so it was like you have the conflict of your of your dreams mm-hmm. uh being also a burden you yeah. know and i like that aspect i was like you know that's quite a nice take because the more you wish for something is it might be a burden holding you back or whatever mm-hmm. it is so but then it was never really built upon about those other characters. It was just about getting everybody's wish back. Um, yeah. You know, so the actual essence of that wasn't there. But I also felt that um, 
it didn't feel very Disney-esque. Yeah, it felt you know, like a Broadway musical to me. So, you know, I don't remember one song. Yeah. And that, that's what I was coming on to. So it felt like a Broadway musical because normally in a Disney film, when characters sing, they are singing to themselves or they're singing to their person that they're with um, or at someone. All these songs were like, it was like they were singing to the audience. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like that because, you know, her song um, was very much uh, to the audience. The song mm. that she sings with her uh, team when they're making the plan, um, yeah. even the bad guy, the villain, he's mm. not singing it to anyone. He's just walking around his castle singing it it's like no you should be singing it at one you're venting or you're excited about something to another character you should have been singing to his wife yeah right exactly so i read it like that again the songs in it were too uh musical style lots of lyrics um like your hamilton style even though um uh the guy oh lin manuel lin manuel miranda didn't have anything to do with this but you could see the type they were going for. And so, therefore, the songs weren't very recognizable when you came out. When you listen to the songs on the soundtrack, you know, they're nice, but they're yeah. not memorable enough. You know, Disney songs, you know, Frozen, Let It Go. You know, you just, it doesn't, you might not remember much about the film, but you know the songs, mm -hmm. you know. And I think that was really, really lacking in this. Um, what else did I say? Um yeah, so I said Chris Pine is delightful as a villain, but the character arc is not satisfying as we not delve do not delve deep enough into his troubled past. So mm. you know he, he we have this thing where he's like where a lot of Disney villains are now. They are trying to give them meaning as to why they're doing what they're doing. You know, so he's not just bad for being bad. You know, he's because his family on were hurt before. He doesn't want the same thing to happen again. So he's making bad decisions. Um, they never touched it, in that well enough. No, exactly. Oh, they didn't pull that thread. Like and when, what yeah. I would have liked is the better way to then do that is because then they made him very much a pantomime villain at the end, mm -hmm. where they trapped him in this thing, and he's like, "Oh, like I'm really sorry," and stuff. Like that. The better way to do it would have been for her to convince him that he had done wrong and make him realize the mistake of his ways. Yeah. That's the better message. That's the what you want to be telling kids these days. Not just okay, just trap the can you change that person you know it's not can you change that person but make the person realize and i don't know it just i thought they could have done so much more with it because the, he the hero or asher in the story she doesn't actually do that much you know it's no. just um yeah so it was lacking it didn't make my worst but i was i was fairly disappointed for a disney movie i have to oh, say yeah no there was like there were so many things wrong with that film yeah yeah it's like a disney multiverse at the end the literally yeah. the last 10 minutes was yeah. just it, i didn't like that at all yeah, and it it was just it just okay. wasn't great. It wasn't great. All right, cool. Uh, right, next on my list, um, we have it's not it's not the worst of the bunch, but well, yeah, it's not the worst of the bunch. Uh, but the Meg Two, um, Meg Two the Trench or Meg Meg Two Meg Two the Trench. Ah, uh, it's just it's just not very good. Oh, I I just. <laughs> And I just wasn't entertained. You know, some of those movies, Jason Statham okay. movies, you can be entertained. And um, I hadn't seen, the, I haven't seen the first Meg. Uh, so I don't know if, no, I haven't seen Meg. So I don't know if that played any difference into it, but it's not like I didn't, it's not like I didn't know going into the movie what to expect. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, I know what I'm expecting, but yeah, just, I mean, look, it's not the worst action movie of last year. I've got plenty more. Uh, I've got, I got, I've got worse ones than that, but yeah, that just didn't hit home for me. Just yeah. That. What did you think of the Meg? Was it okay for you? Was it a laugh? 
you know it was it was just okay i think it was better than i thought it was going to be because i expected mm-hmm. a complete train wreck right however this is one of those i think i would say yeah it probably would enter into my worst films of the year mm-hmm. but i thoroughly enjoyed it it was bad <laughs> but i enjoyed it because i was just like you know the like he killed a he killed a shark with a helicopter. Yeah, he did. I remember I remember Jaws too, right? The shark ate the helicopter. <laughs> right? And Jaws is Jaws is smaller than a Meg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So was, like, yeah. You know, like Jaws is Mike Tyson and <laughs> but uh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't great, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, no, and I can understand that. I, yeah. I, I, I get that. Um, to be honest, it probably could have been my number 10. Uh, but I think I was just really disappointed in Napoleon. And I think yeah. that's probably, you know, um, so. But I think Napoleon, because of it did have some solid solid acting, I think that's mm-hmm. why it just jumped above it a little bit. And so, yeah, right. I put the make two there. So what's your next film? My next film is Pearl. Pearl, okay. I didn't see this. Mm. So I loved x like the 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 film that came out isn't this like a little trilogy of sorts yeah it's a trilogy so right it's x pearl and then maxine and Mm -hmm. x is like the original film but it's Mm -hmm. set in the middle pearl is the second film but it's the prequel right okay and maxine is the final film right Right, okay. Now like if you if you see me looking down, it's because I'm I'm using I'm looking at all of my notes, right? Mm-hmm. So with X, I saw X for the first time Halloween 2022. Mm-hmm. And I think it was arguably one of the best films I saw that year. Mm-hmm. Okay. I haven't seen any of these, so yeah. You haven't seen it? All right. So, yeah. No. It was... Wow. I mean, just wow. I think I think I might have given it a 9, 9.5, something like that, mm-hmm. out of 10. Mm-hmm. It was magnificent as a film. Okay. So, when they were like, oh, they're doing a prequel. The prequel's mm-hmm. called Pearl. Mm-hmm. My entire outlook was like, I guess Let's I'm go. seeing that. Yeah. Right. It's actually it's actually six months later than the US that we got over here. So mm-hmm. if anyone's wondering why Pearl's on um Neil's list if you're watching in the US, because it came out in like September 22 there. Mm-hmm. Um it didn't come out in the UK until March 23 yeah. this year. So yeah. Right. I mean, it was just I'm I'm literally trying to look right now. What did I give X? Yeah, 9.5. Oh, okay. Right. Damn. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting the world out of Pearl. Mm-hmm. The best way I can describe Pearl, Pearl is like if you a diehard Star Star Wars fan and mm-hmm. you watched episode four, five, and six, and you just grew up loving it, and there was nothing but episode four, five, and six for you, and then you went and you watched episode one, <laughs> and then like you felt betrayed and hurt and things, right? I didn't. But I know a lot of people did. 
Yeah, yeah. But if you felt that way, that's how I felt watching Pearl. Okay, I probably felt that way watching episode eight, but yeah. Yeah, I I watched Pearl and I sat there and I was just like... Because the thing <laughs> is, because X is so good, I don't want to spoil X by revealing things that happen in Pearl. Right, okay, see what you said. Right? So it's it's difficult for me to say, but all I'm going to say is the character of Pearl is not well written. Okay. And because she is literally the driving force of the entire movie, nothing mm. in this movie happens without her. Right. Right? The she is the titular character, to titular mm -hmm. character. She is the driving force of the whole film. Mm. You are never without her. Okay. It's one of those films where literally like there's no scene where it's like here's someone else and what they're doing and you know there's nothing that it's you're just with Pearl the entire movie mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she generally is just a poorly written character. Okay. And it doesn't like again because I'm I'm tr I'm trying not to spoil things for X it's like there are things that happen in X that you're like, I need to see the origin of this. I need to see the beginning. I need to see how we got here. And they mm -hmm. and they spend an entire movie not showing you how you got there. Right. <laughs> okay. Kind of defeats the purpose of a prequel, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Unfortunately, right. gotta go in there. Hell's making the list. All right. Um, okay, so next up for me in the number eight spot is uh, Asteroid City. Um, <sighs> this this was a, this was a miss for me. Wes Anderson, I do like his movies. Uh, I'm familiar with his movies. I'm familiar with his style. Um, you know, I am a fan. But this one just missed the mark for me. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, Jason Schwartzman, uh, Rupert Friend, Margot Robbie, uh, Tom, uh, Tom Hanks. Hanks. You know, it's just it's just full of uh adrian brody mm. it, it's just got loads it's such a full cast mm. but uh, i don't know i just felt i know he has kooky characters but most of the characters in this just felt the same right. um there was there's literally zero emotion in this movie and probably as and as a result i just i just couldn't get on board um you know there were some fairly good performances you know jason Schwartzman is good and um Maya Hawke, who I think is a very talented actress. I think she's fantastic. Um yeah, just it's just there's nothing to it for me. And you know, the trailer I, you know, I bought in, I think probably more because of the cast, you know, because mm. you see all these names, and obviously people really want to work with Wes Anderson because of what he can produce. Yeah. But yeah, just this movie, it it's structured and told as like a play um with a movie in it. So it's um it's it, you oh. know it's strange it is it is quite unique, but yeah, just nothing hit home for me for this you know and again uh, this is gonna be a common trend in these movies you need to make me feel something and it's just <laughs> okay. made me feel nothing you right. know at least make me angry or mad or something do you know what I mean which some of these movies have but yeah this was just just so bland just so bland and dull so yeah so that takes that spot. Okay. Uh, what's next on your list, Neil? Uh, have you seen Astro C? No, that's why I'm not. That's I didn't. I, I haven't mm. seen it. Right now, 
The next one in my list. The Blackening. Right, okay. I haven't seen this. You don't need to. <laughs> what happens in it or what doesn't happen in it? So... You know, there is that old trope. Well, I say old trope. It's still a trope now. Where it's the black guy always dies in a horror movie. Yeah. Black person always dies in a horror movie. So... What does it look like when you have a horror movie and everyone is black? Ah, uh, okay, right, right. And they—is it—is they, it a comedy or yeah, like, like a black comedy? It's a black comedy, right? The the problem is for me. Maybe maybe I'm an old maybe I'm an old git, and because I grew up with. Because I grew up with the legends, you know, Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, mm. you know, Steve Martin, and the generation behind them was, you know, Richard Pryor. And then the mm -hmm. generation after them was Chris Tucker, Bernie Mac, Eddie Griffin, right? Mm-hmm. I have a certain I, I grew up with, with peak comedy. Yeah, yeah. And Agreed. Today's comedy isn't peak comedy. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you know, you remove somebody like say Dave Chappelle, comedy as it stands, it's it's not amazing. Mm -hmm. That's not saying that the comedians today aren't talented, but mm -hmm. because there's so much of what you can say and what you can't say, and how there's so much wrapped into it, mm -hmm. they're not free to just be as wild as they can be. Mm -hmm. So comedy movies are a really they 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 can struggle. Yeah, and comedy movies are arguably, along with horror movies, the most difficult films to make because not everything is scary to the same people and not everything is funny to the same people. Yeah, but this film just it struggled in every department. It struggled because it wasn't funny enough to be a great comedy. Mm -hmm. It wasn't scary enough to be a great horror film. So it was like, it's not like, oh, well, it wasn't that scary, but it was hella funny. Oh, it wasn't that mm -hmm. funny, but it was hella scary. And it just, it, you know what it was? This film was modern day stereotypes. Right, okay. You watch a film any you know if you watch a film and it has it carries the stereotypes of particular individuals or it's like mm -hmm. oh you know the dumb jock the dumb blonde the the you know kind of introverted brunette with glasses is like mm -hmm. secretly the hottie it's all of these things and now you have these modern day stereotypes so it's not just the black guy is a thug. It's, you know, everyone was, every single character was pro-black. Okay. But they were stereotypically pro-black. Right, okay. And it's the things, you know, they're like, the, 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 the most jokes in the film literally happened in the trailer. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the best I can really that's say it, about that's it. it. All right, no, no, plenty said. 
look, the main thing is, as these are the worst movies, mm. we just don't need to spend a lot of time on them. So <laughs> that's, that's it. Um, okay, next on my list, and this is probably where we're going to disagree, Leave the World Behind. That takes my number seven spot. I... Yeah, this movie... It's, for me, the movie started really well. Um, I liked the premise. Mm-hmm. I liked the fact that these people were in a house and kind of put together um, in an awkward situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, the decisions and conversations of these people just weren't natural. Uh, after they kind of felt that something was going wrong... Mm-hmm. I mean, I know like the phones weren't working or something like that, but mm-hmm. how does this man have a house with no ID in it? Nothing to prove who he is, uh, you know, on his laptop or, you know, some paperwork or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, I would have liked to them oh, to explain. Way, before you continue, spoiler mm-hmm. alert for a, for a film that literally came out a month ago. Oh, yeah. This is all spoilers. <laughs> this, is, this, this is all spoilers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you're going to put a premise in there, you need to explain yeah. it more. There was just things that didn't sit movie sit well with me in this movie. Um, having hackers, uh, you know, try and end the world. Why is that going to make ships run into a beach? Why is that going to make planes crash? These are manually operated vehicles. Um, wow. the Tesla thing was funny, mm-hmm. but then when they did the over the top shot of it, it's like you've got all this dirt road on the left hand side. Just get off the fucking road, and then you're not going to be hit by the cars. There are just things that annoyed me um, yeah. in this movie. The biggest thing that annoyed me was the the girl in it is like so desperate to be watching Friends. Mm. It's like, did you miss the season where your mum is this? When Julia Roberts is in Friends? It's like, how well, is Julia I Roberts think... your mum and she's in Friends? No, and that really, <laughs> I don't know why, but that really grated me. I think you have to, well, that... use any other show. No, do you use know what? Any other show. That didn't bother me because I swear she's in one episode. Yeah, but it was a big episode. It was a super. It was like a Super Bowl episode. She was like Chandler's uh, girlfriend. Yeah, she, no, she, yeah, she was Chandler's Susie, like, Susie Underpants. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, but you got John Claude Van Damme was in that episode as well, right? But he wasn't in this movie. It's like, true. It's fine. I, the, the fact of that, uh, I, I, I feel like that was a connection too far because yes, she's in one episode, mm. but I think. Because it wasn't really referenced that she's in it, because obviously, yes, Julia Roberts played a character in Friends. Yeah, I know. It just, it just really her character isn't playing that character. So it was like, eh. Of all the shows in the world, I'm saying it's like, why did it have to be that one? When we were talking and you you listed your multiple reasons for disliking the film, <laughs> yeah. I was like, they make sense. Mm-hmm. They, they do make sense. I I feel differently. Mm-hmm. I think. The reason I feel like when you said their conversations didn't feel natural, mm-hmm. I feel like they felt more natural than regular. Yeah, films. you said the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, I, and that's what movies do. That's that's yeah. what movies do. It separates people. And mm. for me, it's just like every every conversation was so cagey. And in that environment, why would you be? And it's like Julia Roberts's character was very much like it's like she's racist, but we're not going to actually come around and say she's racist. Yeah. And it's like okay, fine. Um, <laughs> He's like the modern. I think you you say like. But then, she, but, but then the black girl. They make the black girl very racist towards white people. So yeah. what? So what I don't like is the imbalance then right. of the, felt, the 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 white actor. Everything is implied. 
Yeah. Where the black girl comes out and these white people and everything's about the white people. So, but what it's like, why, why, why not make it on par? You know? And it's like, because I don't know if it's just because it's produced by the Obamas and they were just like, yeah, this is a narrative we want to push, but I don't know. I don't know. All I, I can say to that is that probably as I am, mm-hmm. I could understand where she was coming from. It wasn't that to me, it didn't feel like she was racist, the daughter. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. felt like she was she was anticipating racism mm-hmm. from Julia Roberts. And as soon as she started to re- receive what she perceived, it, racism, yeah. mm-hmm. she was like immediately on the defensive yeah fuck these people yeah yeah she was like i know you're gonna be racist and i'm just waiting for you to say the, the a certain mm-hmm. race and as soon mm-hmm. as she was like do you have any id do you have this you know immediately it was like well confirmed mm-hmm. when in actuality i think a regular conversation outside of that environment mm-hmm. those two are very similar mm-hmm. they i mean they were easily the smartest two people in the movie yeah yeah so i yeah. think that was mm, that's kind of yeah, how and I. The, and the deer the deer just wound me up just kept showing deer for no reason do you know what it is the deer and the was... ending i you know the ending was abrupt but i didn't like the fact that they showed you what went down i'd rather have left it ambiguous they actually didn't really know what was happening and mm-hmm. do you know what i mean it's like why show that the these explosions in the distance and stuff like that it's just like it would have made it more intriguing i wanted somebody to die it's like there was no stakes. Nothing happened. It's like somebody dies and these people are still having to like live together and try and work this thing out. And But there was just no twists and turns that made a difference. You know, he went to, you know, it was a set piece with the aeroplane thing. But yeah. again, why is an aeroplane just crashing? For Why? It has a pilot. It, it, they turn autopilot. Autopilot is turned on and off manually mm. by the pilot. You can yeah. just turn it off. And So why is there two crash planes in the same spot? Mm-hmm. It, it, I don't know. It just felt like lost, but not. <laughs> I don't know. It just like it's just like we posed all these questions, but we're not going to answer them. But not answer them in an ambiguous way. It was just oh, I don't know. It was just yeah. It just didn't didn't. It, it frustrated me. All right, but not in a good way. So sometimes yeah. it's good to be frustrated and left on a, on a cliffhanger and stuff like that. But they just ended it. And um, ironically. The most important thing I took away from this movie was the importance of physical media. Which is the best message to have. But it's by Netflix. Do you, I mean, what, what, did they not <laughs> Did they not read the script? Do you know what I mean? Netflix started out as Love Film, which was... Yeah, I know. It started out doing DVDs, but now it's all about the streaming. And it's just like, you know what? Our service ain't going to mean shit when there's a power cut. You need your virtual media. I'm like... You know, you know, hard media, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I should just cancel Netflix and spend my 18 pound a month buying a couple of DVDs every month. <laughs> but hey, um, anyway, it's yeah. It, I think one of those films. Some people has made their top ten. You know, my friend uh, Paul Perkins is made his top ten of the year. You know, and it's like, you know what? Fair yes. play to you because movies hit people differently. That's the whole point. It's about the debate. Do you know what yeah, I mean? That's, so that's a bold statement to be top ten of the year, but. Uh, but do you see what I mean? So, like, you where I, I think good. I didn't like it, he yeah. thought it was good, he thought it was great. Mix of opinions. There we go. That's what, that's what uh, what's your next movie, buddy? My next movie, right? So, I've used those two. What number are we on? 
Uh, I've given four. So it's like the seventh spot. So yeah, you've given three. Wish, Pearl, and The Blackening. Right, okay. Now I have one, two, three. I have four films. Mm -hmm. One of which I actually really enjoyed. So I think I'm going to leave it. All right, leave it. And I am going to kind of break the rules because I'm going to add a film that I actually haven't seen. Oh, okay. I'm adding House Party. You know what? I wanted to add that to my list, but I didn't watch it. House Party and White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. There were two movies. Together. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I I know these movies are going to be bad, so I'm really not just going to waste my time on this shit. I don't. I don't think I heard of like house party thing until like the trailer dropped, and all of a sudden yeah, I was like, same. "What?" House same as same as White Make on Jump. I'm like, "What is this bullshit you're trying to pull?" At least you know what they're they're they're, t- they're tied together as being thrown in there, but I give White Men Can't Jump at least one thing. I give okay. it one little nod of credibility. I ain't watched it either. I won't mm-hmm. do. I won't do my Woody and Wesley double act. Mm-mm. Like mm-hmm. that, so I haven't watched it, but I give it one thing. And the thing I give it is at least it seemed in the trailer to at least be faithful to the original. Some right, okay, okay, it yeah, yeah, to be faithful to that. So at least, mm-hmm. even if I'm like it's a poor remake, I can say, Yeah, it's a poor remake compared to the original, yeah, yeah, yeah. But at least it kind of tried to stick with what the original was. Yeah. House party. I saw the trailer and I was like, "I'm gonna have to lose a bet to watch this film." <laughs> That's how I feel. Is I'm gonna have to lose a bet <laughs> to watch this film because how do, I don't know who made the film. I don't know what studio made the film, but how dare you? Mm-hmm. I feel like Greta Thunberg. How dare you? Yeah, how you, you ruined my childhood. <laughs> yes, you did, right? <laughs> house Party is look, House Party isn't Star Wars, it isn't mm-hmm. Transformers, it's not something that had this massive global iconic following where there are books, t shirts, and, and everything under the sun for House Party. Mm-hmm. House Party is just a, it's just a, it's a nice movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like if you watched it when it came out around that time that it came out, it's a yeah, movie. Nineteen ninety. That just it was with you the whole time, even mm-hmm. when they made House Party two. And I was mm-hmm. like, I mean, it's not going to be as good as that, but cool, not a problem. I'm I rock with House Party two. I haven't seen House Party three or four. But mm-hmm. like, I I I rock with House Party one and two, and it was just simple. This the trailer alone, I was like, "Are you taking the piss?" <laughs> you um, tried... It yeah. was so the trailer. The trailer alone. If House Party didn't exist, the trailer alone for this for the for this House Party that came out in twenty twenty three was bad mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, uh, yeah no way. Fair play. The original exists. Ah, twee, twee, patwee. Fun fact: uh, back in the nineties, I was. Uh, some people called me kid sometimes from like kid and play. I had my That's hair up. going forward, like side parted, 
Mm-hmm. And then I was in the process of growing my hair to be all slicked back. Mm-hmm. And when it was dry, it just stood up, basically. So <laughs> I had like a white throat. But anyway. Like uh, <laughs> uh, right. So my number six spot. Um, oh, this was a bit of a chore to get through, actually. Um, and there's very few films where I pause it, go away from it, and then come back to finish it. Okay. Um, and um, I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I really disinterested it. I was bored. I was just like, no, I don't understand. I'm not feeling this. Mm-hmm. I went Please and made go. some lunch and I came back and I was like, I want to enjoy my lunch. So I can't continue watching this movie and enjoy my food. So I'm going to put something else on and uh, then I'll come back to it. And eventually I came back to it. Rebel Moon Part 1. <laughs> the Child of Fire. <laughs> Number 6 on my list. It's not the worst movie, but uh, I just found it it lacked originality. The explanation of the world and the world building was poor. There was some bad acting in this. And they could have cut the runtime down by about 15, 20 minutes if they didn't have all the slow-mos. I just, yeah, I just didn't feel this movie. Um, again, this is where they're like, oh, there's another version of this. And there's a director's cut and it's hard R and... It's like, well, why don't you just give me that movie? Yeah. Why are you giving me this movie then? And I, uh, I, I, yeah, I was, I was disappointed. I'm like, you know what? Fair play for Disney and not giving him a Star Wars movie. So, yeah, I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but from its inception, fun mm-hmm. fact for you to to show how much we, if, for you audio listeners and visual watchers, fun fact. This is to prove that like the posters and 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 paraphernalia behind both of us isn't for show we we really do yeah into films <laughs> it's not green screen it's physical it's Rebel physical <laughs> was originally supposed to be a star wars film yeah and it was originally supposed to be star wars's star wars slash zack snyder's take on seven samurai yes or for those who ain't watched the film in japanese the Magnificent Seven. The Magnificent Seven is a remake of Seven Samurai. Mm-hmm. Seven Samurai is the film. And that is what yeah, Which was. Star Wars itself heavily takes from. You know, yes. that was a big inspiration to George Lucas. Yeah, Kurosawa's films, Akira Kurosawa. Yeah. Yeah. So I have I still have high hopes for this film. I mean, in in the in the WhatsApp group, you guys have like butchered this film, and I've tried to like avoid reading anything you guys write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The general consensus is it's not a good film. Yeah, it's look. Some people will enjoy it, okay, and I think some people will be like, you know what, it was entertaining, it was fine. Um, but I think, you know, I have I have liked liked a lot of Zack Snyder stuff. I can't lie, you know, I did, you know, three hundred. Watchmen, really enjoyed those. Um, Man of Steel, I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Uh, BVS, I did not enjoy. The Zack Schneider's Justice League, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there has been a few mixed bags. Like, there was Sucker Punch, which was okay. And um, i trying to think of some of the others that he's done. But, it, you know, he does have a style, you mm-hmm. know, and I appreciate that. It's it's the writing in this movie. It's the it's the story. It's the characters. You know the visual style. You know, it was fine. It was fine to look at. You know, it was some good effects and right. you know didn't look bad at all. Um, but 
you know, there's some scenes which you can very much see. It's like green screen behind, you know, a, you know, a physical set. You know, yeah. that's fine. But it's um, yeah, it's just the characters and story, and yeah, the acting. Unfortunately, right. just kind of yeah, it was a bit of a miss for me. But um, but yeah, uh, look, but hey, if you enjoyed it, great. And uh, Neil, I hope you enjoy it because well, I don't wish a bad will, movie on anyone. <laughs> one thing I will ask because I've, I mean, hopefully I'm going to watch this movie tomorrow. Okay. But I haven't yet. But I, I have one question because I've heard it too many times. Mm-hmm. Is it is it true that this is like, you know, the Wolverine when the theatrical cut has no blood? Is that accurate or not? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So Rebel Moon has no blood. Like if people get shot or stabbed. or Yeah, whatever. I don't believe so because it's kind of lasers and swords and stuff and... Okay. So yeah, so oh, I don't be getting shot like as in like light swords, not like yeah, metal swords. So it's um yeah, I I don't remember there being any blood, but you know, I could have zoned out when it happened, so right. <laughs> I could, or fell asleep, who knows? But yeah. Um, but yeah. But if you're saying it's all right, so I'm prepared for that. Okay. All right. Uh right, Ross, your next film, buddy. Right. Is this my last pick or I got one more after this? No, you got another. We'll go through our whole list um, because right, I've got right, another cool. five movies and then we'll make our combined list. So, yeah. All right. Saw X. Okay, yeah, I didn't bother with that. I don't think I've seen a Saw film since three or four, maybe. I, as much as I love horror, the last mm-hmm. Saw film I saw prior to Saw X was I believe it was either Saw 4 or Saw 5. It okay. was whatever whatever box set came out and it had the the puppet's face uh-huh. on it as a box set. That right. was the last one I watched. Okay. And I just thought, okay, yeah, you know what? You don't really need to continue, but you're going to continue. You're going to wear the series mm. down. It's a horror film. That's what happens with horror films. <coughs> For better or worse, but um, I saw Saw X and I thought if this film is good, I will revisit the five that I haven't seen or the four right, that I yeah, haven't. gotcha, gotcha. This film is awful. I'm sorry, I hate, I personally hate. Having to say a film is shit or bad. I try to never say a film is shit. Even if I review a film, I say the good and the not so bad. Yeah, that's it. I don't Mm -hmm. even like to say the bad. That's true. You don't say the bad. You're the good and not so good. It's very true. This film is bad. (laughs) Bad, right? I'm right in saying that the poster with the the tube lights going into the eyes is not even in the movie, right? Oh, no, it's in the movie. It is. It is. I'm sorry, spoilers. It's a figment of his imagination. Oh, right. Okay. He literally, he sees someone doing something that they shouldn't. And in his head, he thinks, if I caught you, what would I do? And the, the whole, the I thing, that's what mm-hmm. he would have done to them. Right. So okay. it ain't even a real thing that happens. Right. So your whole poster is just, these I things were just because they made an X, which makes 10. Right. <laughs> I was like, good gracious, this is horrible. 
And it was like, so when I watched the Saw films that I have seen, mm-hmm. John Kramer is the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got his his misguided good reasons for why he's doing what he's doing, but mm-hmm. he is the villain. He knows he's putting people in these shit situations and they are probably going to die. Right. This guy was like, like, I wouldn't even go as far as to call him the anti-hero. He was the hero of the movie. Right, <laughs> because literally he's the only person in the movie. I lie. I lie. There's a little kid in the movie. Okay, him and this little kid are the only people in the movie who aren't out and out bastards to like right. everyone else. Right. In fact, I'm sorry. I gotta do it. Right. This film. The whole point of this film is it's set. After he gets the cancer, that you know, so after he's got cancer and he's going through treatment, so he's just learned how bad the cancer is, and then mm-hmm. he's going to like therapy. And when he's in therapy, he meets this dude, and the dude is like, Yeah, you know what? I've only got like they give me like four weeks left. I've got like four to six weeks left and I'm just going to fight this thing. Right. I'm not going out like that. And I was like, okay, cool. That's admirable. Then what happens is about four to six weeks later, he sees the guy and he's like, you look healthy. And the guy's like, yeah, I did this experimental surgery. I went to Mexico for it. He lifts up his shirt. He's got the biggest scar that you've ever seen, right? And he's like, they cut me open. It's my war wound. I did this. And he's like, I'll give you the name of the person who runs it. And then you go Mm -hmm. investigate yourself. The guy investigates it. Long story. He winds up in Mexico. They're like, we're going to do surgery. We're going to try and cure Mm -hmm. your thing. Right. It's a fraud. It's a scam. They play him. Right? right? Fine. So to speak. They don't know who he is. My man's like, you took the piss with me. Saw mode activated. Makes sense. Understood. Okay. Mm-hmm. He kidnaps them all. He's got them in their little torture pits. He's like killing them one by one or they're killing each other themselves one by one. Mm-hmm. All of that. Right? Then the person who was running this whole fraudster thing, she reveals that she knew the whole time he was Jigsaw. She knew he was Jigsaw. Now, I am not Isaac Newton, Albert Einstein, you know, I am not Oppenheimer. I am not what you would consider the smartest man in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly intelligent. I know a fair amount of things. I know just enough to know that if I had the world's most notorious serial killer lying half in and out of consciousness on my table, that motherfucker ain't waking up. <laughs> it's a fair thought process, yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm robbing this guy. I'm fraud. I'm stealing his money knowing who he is and what he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The man ain't making it off the table. Nah, no, nah, no. Nah. Right? Fair play. It, oh, and it's just, it's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> and you know what it is? So is Wish worse than this then? 
Hmm. I'm going to say yes, wish is worse than this. Oh, wow. Okay, right. Wish is one film, film, and they screwed it up on the first try. Okay. They the they're, first they're whipping saw, a dead horse, yeah. Yeah, the yeah, first yeah. saw is exceptional. The second saw is good. The third mm-hmm. saw I really enjoyed. Fourth mm-hmm. and the fifth one, meh, meh, mm-hmm. right? But I'm like, you managed to get to ten, mm-hmm. so you were good enough. You were good enough to get to ten movies, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And this is what you produce, yeah. Wow, yeah. All right, cool. Um, the next on my list, uh, which is going to be number five, is Silent Night. Uh, John Woo came back to direct. Um, it's been a while, and uh, Joel Kinnaman is our is our lead. Ooh, it's a dull film. It's... You really put it in your worst top ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it? Movie yet? <laughs> yeah. You got too many films in here that I do. You know the premise? Do you know the premise of the movie? I know that it has no dialogue. Yeah. So basically, our lead, um, basically is attacked and loses his uh, uh voice, so he can't speak. And but everybody else can speak, but they just decide not to in this movie, and that. I found really infuriating. The script must have been about two pages, but it's. I, I I would have enjoyed the lead not being able to speak more if everybody around him else did. Yeah, and him trying to communicate. All but right. Yeah, it was just bad. It's it, it's a revenge story. You know, something happens to his family, mm-hmm. and um, you know that's a good basis of any kind of movie, mm-hmm. but. He there, there's lack severe character depth with the lead. The motivation is 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 there, but the relationship he has with his his wife is so poorly done that I don't like the guy. Right? Do you know what I mean? It's like I don't like the lead mm-hmm. because of how he's then treating his wife after what happened, mm-hmm. and so it doesn't make him a likable character for you to want to see him succeed. Yeah. If they'd made that relationship solid and they were grieving together and maybe he acted normal around her or was trying to support her whilst trying to do this thing, that would make for a different kind of movie. Um, but also the action was kind of stale. You know, it's... Um, we just get a lot better these days. You know, all these John Wick movies and everything like that. It's just a lot better. Look, you know, John Wick back in the day directed some great stuff like Broken Arrow, Face Off, you know, just heart pumping, adrenaline stuff, you know, some really quirky characters. Mm. And, uh, you know, this film was done obviously on a budget. There's, there's like, there's no one recognizable. No one gives a really decent performance. Yeah. I think it was a wasted premise. I like the idea oh. of what it could have been, but it was just really badly executed. And, uh, yeah, maybe John Woo just doesn't have it anymore. Um, but I, I, I probably put this down more to the writing um mm. that if if the the supporting cast had been better yeah and there'd been that sort of dialogue to move it along but yeah it's pretty much just a silent movie and yeah that that's okay. that's not for me so yeah so that was uh it was i say number five on my list mm-hmm. yeah what's next for you right so this is technically this is film 10 right mm-hmm. all right 
I am going to surprise you. Mm -hmm. Saying this is technically 10, I actually have another four films which are worse than the others. So eventually uh, all those will come out and then these four will go in. But carry right. on. <laughs> yeah. So I really liked this film. Okay. But this is a bad film. Right. Fast X. Yeah, that film is trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number two. That's thoroughly, my number two. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Because oh I, man, that hurts. I in there, I walked in there knowing what to expect, and I did, but it's still worse. <laughs> that's what, that's why I couldn't understand. After number nine, I'm like, I, I know where the bar is now. I I know, I understand. And they still went below, and I'm like, how? How do you go? How is this man flipping up cars like Superman? What is, it's just, it's, nah, man, this this movie. The only thing that stopped this being in my number one spot as worst movie of the year was Jason Momoa. Because I thought his villain was just fun. And know? that's and thing, When I he was on screen, he was kind of fun. Uh, and that's the only saving grace of this movie. Yeah, that's the thing, is I, I, I liked the movie. I know it's bad. Everything from my my knowledge of film, my education in film, making films, everything mm. being present when films are made, everything in my fiber is telling me logically this is not a great movie. Mm. But damn it, I watched it and I was laughing and I was just like, <laughs> I enjoyed this movie. Wow. Okay. And I was like, I just I enjoyed it. Jason Momoa absolutely stole the show. Mm -hmm. Um like the Vin Diesel being like super strong. He's been super strong since Fast Four. Like Fast and Furious, the Fast and Furious, the fourth movie, was the first time I saw him do something, and I was like, a normal man cannot do that. A rather muscular man cannot do that. Yeah, I know there's some stupid I stuff. Like, I mean, what was the one where he stomped on the ground and the car park collapsed? Was that like number six or something? Or seven? Maybe seven. Yeah. I mean, look, there's been some stupid stuff. Look, the ending that they did with uh, Paul Walker driving off into the distance, that is where that franchise should have ended. That that was a great, perfect send off. And yeah, it I didn't get, but uh, basically, that was like the reboot point where they're like, fuck it, let's just do whatever the hell the fuck we want now and just do cars going from skyscrapers and submarines and all this bullshit, you know, it's just well, like... I mean, again, look, they sent... They put a car in space. They took it out and brought it back in. There's nothing I'm going to see in a Fast and Furious. I actually think the one, the thing, the one that frustrated me more was where he drove off the cliff and got the hook of the cord to mm -hmm. swing the car across the valley. Like near the beginning of oh, the movie? Oh, just saying. Well, again, I say, right, there's nothing that I saw in Fast X that I was like, uh, what? Uh, because, like I said, in, they put a car in space in Fast 9. Yeah. yeah. Right? All and right. in fact, like, <laughs> Fast 9, they were like, okay, here's the brother of a guy who literally says the most important thing in the world is family. 
And here's a brother that no one, including his sister, has mentioned ever. And That's because they couldn't see him. Right? And this guy... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what makes it worse is... The, and somehow... Some strange twist of fate, the same twist of fate that they could put Ludacris and Tyrese in, like, what was it, like a Ford Pontiac? Oh, some, yeah, something ridiculous. In, yeah. in space. By the same logic, they were able to say, yeah, we're never going to bring this guy up, but he will literally learn in all this time that he's gone, he will learn to be the equal slash better version of the main character mm -hmm. even though the main character it's basically taken him seven films to learn to be yeah the, the villains are always the best part um shahis theron was the best yep. part of her movie um john cena was the best part of his movie and Jason Momoa is the best part of his movie. So fair play, they're casting people to draw your attention. But yeah, yeah. anyway, less said about that. That yeah, that film that yeah. that winds me up. That so, film. I love it, but it's a bad film. Yeah. So I think the part two, Fast Ten Part Two is coming out in like twenty twenty five. So at least yeah. I've got a year gap. Um. <laughs> okay. So next on my list. Uh. So this in my fourth spot, I've got uh, May December. Uh, this is uh, Natalie Portman and Julianne Moore. It's based on a true story. Yeah, yeah it's based on a true story of mm. uh, the original story was a teacher got with her like 13 year old pupil, got sent to prison. She got out, got pregnant by him and then went back to prison, came out and then they ended up together with more kids. Wait, hold um, on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. A male teacher... No, no, female teacher, 13-year-old boy. Slept with her 13-year-old student. Mm -hmm. She went to jail. Mm -hmm. She came out. Mm -hmm. Slept with him again. Continued relationship, yeah. How old was he then? Uh, probably 40. <laughs> uh, I didn't, yeah, not long. But no, she, yeah, no I, think he, I think he was like 13 when she got pregnant. It was ridiculous. So... But yeah, that's a true story. And basically this uh, is about... So Natalie Portman is an actress and she's about to do a movie version of this story based in this right. universe. In this universe, she's like a pet shop uh, worker. And then okay. he's like an employee there and she seduces him. So it's not exactly the same. So she goes to spend time with her to learn mm -hmm. about her as a character and what? the boy who's now like in his 20s. Mm -hmm. And they've got their own kid who's graduating high school. So they've got mm -hmm. their own like 17 year old kid who's grown up. So she's spending time with the family to understand them so she can take on the role and do the best job that she can. And it's again, you know, decent premise, but just badly executed. Um, it, it just felt like um, just felt like a really bad episode of Days of Our Lives um, <sighs> in terms of the acting and the, the drama they tried to put. The music in it is awful. Truly, truly, it's the weirdest place music mm -hmm. and opening credits and all this kind of stuff. The music in this is dreadful. It's really clangy piano music. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what it's supposed to try and make emote you to feel, but it just was like nails on a chalkboard. It was horrible. <laughs> you know, to say this movie was like a bad student film would be unfair to students. Do you know what I mean? It was just, 
it was poor and people have been saying oh performances no these performances were not good and basically the kind of story goes where natalie portman's character i think it's um elizabeth she starts to show affection to the to the boy and then she's making him question the original relationship and how he was taken advantage of and the end of the movie when she's starring in it they're doing the scene of where she's seducing the boy and it's like you can see she's kind of getting into it and it's like mm-hmm. almost following the same kind of trends because they cast a really young kid in the movie kind right. of thing so it's um it, it, you know there potentially could have been some interesting plot points but the fact that she's trying to understand the family but the questions are boring the the answers are boring it doesn't delve deep enough there's one scene between the, the guy joe who is the um who's the boy who's grown up yeah. and her where things try and get a little bit real but it's just not enough for this movie so yeah just yeah is really bad daytime tv type of movie and uh yeah yeah really well, cool yeah. um interesting original interesting story was based on though uh mm-hmm. number three is expendables four that was an awful awful action movie Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Sasha had spoiled it for me before I'd seen it. So again, spoilers for Expendables Four. But um, he's talking to me, and he's like, you know, and have you seen it? No, but you can say what you gotta say. Right. So he was like, oh yeah, Sylvester Stallone dies, and I was like, what? And he was like, oh, you haven't seen it, and I was like, no, what? You ruined something else for me now. It's like how many times? How many of these I'm stacking up now, bro? It's like I'm ah. So, but then I'm watching it, and then I see the death happen. I'm like. His brain dead. He's coming back at the end of the movie. It's so fucking bait, and he does. But it felt like a handing over. So he's in it for like the first like ten minutes, and he's in it for like the last five minutes. So right. really bad camera work in this, and really awful acting. The cast is um, is pretty terrible. Megan Fox, um, Andy Garcia just doesn't give a shit. He was getting paid. Um, Tony Jaa, who else with this? Uh, you know, there's some there's there's recognizable action movie names in this, but. Randy Couture came back and Dov Longdren's in it and but you just don't care. Uh it's got Eddie Hall in it. Um that I think World's Strongest Man he's yeah. got a bit, of a bit of a cameo in it. Goes nowhere. Just the magic of the original movie. I think the first two were fun, you know, and uh it's the first one. Yeah, sorry? I'd say just the first one. Just the first one? Yeah, two kind of stretched it a little bit. And I think yeah, that those one of those movies, kind of a bad movie, but I really kind of enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because of all the puns and all that kind of stuff, yeah. it's just seeing you guys on screen. But now, yeah, it's just it's just too tired. And it would have been better, you know, if you had better class of actors to try and pass this on to mm. fair play. But no, it's um bargain basement shit. So th- this should have been a like straight to DVD kind of right. film. Uh, should not have had a theatrical release. It did not need that. Um, in number two spot was Fast X. Mm-hmm. Covered that. And then my worst film of 2023, You People. <laughs> that is a bad, bad movie. That was Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a couple of laughs out of the trailer. And I was like, okay, this has some promise. I like these two. I did not laugh once other than those two bits that I saw in the trailer. And I didn't laugh at them in the movie. Because I'd laughed, I kind of chuckled him in the trailer. Yeah. This movie had no laughs. Uh, the, the, mm. the, it was just full of yeah stereotypes. It was full of cliches. Mm. Um, 
Jonah Hill's character was not likable at all in this. I just didn't get on with him at all. Um, I got nothing good to say about this movie. It was just, it was bad. It was a bad, bad movie. Even at the end of the movie, the kiss between the couples, like CGI and shit. It's just like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what what this film. It, it's kind of a take on like, um, oh, what's that film called? It's like bringing someone to dinner. You know, it's oh, um, yes, he's coming to dinner, Sydney boy. Yes, he's coming to dinner. Yeah, so it's kind of almost like a little bit of a take on that because mm. it's like um, you know, the parents and trying to win the approval and stuff like that. But yeah, just the dialogue was just so so poor. And Eddie Murphy just, I don't know, he got paid, obviously, <laughs> and he didn't care. He did not care. Have you seen it? Yeah. What did you think? Did you did you enjoy it at it's, all? I mean, I enjoyed it, but I think. When you were like, oh, it's a bad film. And I was like, I was trying to remember it. And all I remember, really and truly, is like when Ezra Miller's playing basketball. and Yeah, the basketball scene, right? Yeah. That is it. But I remember watching it and enjoying it. Nah, I just I think it I was, was so forced. I felt the humor was so forced. I felt like... It wasn't memorable enough for me to classify it as bad. Mm-hmm. Like every film that I've listed, I can I pick out the problems of these movies. Mm-hmm. But it was just like I watched it, and I was just like, "Yeah, I've watched it." Right. Just what? Yeah, no, that frustrated me again. It frustrated me more than any other movie in terms of the time I'd wasted watching it. That's that's right. how I felt about it. You know, it's just like like you say, like Fast X. Jason Momoa made a couple of you know humorous things in it, you know, and it's like you know fair play to that. If you can get something out of it, then then great. But this movie, I absolutely got nothing, nothing out of. So yeah, that was my number one pick. So in terms of a uh, creative control top ten, I've got your. Uh, oh, I got two oh, other oh, oh, I got two oh, other ones. oh go, go go go! I was like, I'm comfortable to leave them off the list, mm-hmm. but. I mean, we've established we're going over 10, so. Yeah. One of them was a film called Cobweb. I heard it, but didn't see it. Cobweb is a horror film. It has Anthony Starr and uh, Lily. What is her name? Cobweb. It has... Uh, Lizzie Chapman. Right, okay. Or, yeah, Chaplin, right? Yeah, I'm changing the name of this podcast to Worst Movies of 2023 instead of the top 10. Yeah, right. So, so there we go. Refresh this... at the bottom of the screen if you're watching it. Right. <laughs> this movie, it's no secret, I love my horror films. Mm-hmm. And I give, I give uh, a lot of leeway to horror films. Mm-hmm. In regards to their their good or badness, because I know how difficult it is to try and make a, a horror film. Because as I said earlier, what is scary for one person is not scary for another yeah. person. Yeah. So it's it's difficult. You're 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 really going through difficult waters. But the problem with this film is that it had It almost had a great premise, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but 
it didn't follow through on what it should have followed through on. And then right. when it got to the ending, it was like everything you set up, you executed mm-hmm. poorly. Right. And it was sort of like the ending was literally just there to be like an action piece. Oh, okay. Be like a scary little moment of, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. this is happening. Oh my gosh, this is happening. And it was like, it didn't need to go there. Right. Because it, it, it was a film that it spent three quarters just being subtle, building mm-hmm. on tension, what's happened, what hasn't happened. Is it real? Is it not real? And then in, in the, like the last 15 minutes they were just like fuck it go for it right like the the best way i could describe it is um, imagine imagine think wwe imagine the build-up to like undertaker match and it's the whole Mm -hmm. spooky courtyards graveyards all of that and you're just expecting mm-hmm. the dead man to walk out every time he's a, he's talking. There's smoke and mist and gongs, and then right. the match happens, and it's time for mm-hmm. him to come out. It's American badass, limp biscuit rolling, and then it's like he mm-hmm. just comes to the ring, and you're like, huh? What? Why build me up to give me this? <laughs> All right. Mm. And the only um, other, film, yeah, go. Last, my last film. Ah, uh, I feel I feel mean putting this film in, but it's got to be done. Aquaman two. Right, because I haven't seen it, and I thought about going seeing it in the cinema tomorrow, and I thought I don't I, really want to waste my time. <laughs> Because the nearest cinema to me, like City World, because I have a City World pass yeah. at the moment, is like an hour away. And I was like, I'm going to probably go see two movies. I'm like, gee, do I want to go do it? Or am I just going to wait for it to come available online? Do you know what I mean? I was just like, I, would say, I don't need to see this on the big screen. You don't need to see it on the big screen. But what I would say is you, I appreciate movies, even bad ones, mm-hmm. more when I see them in the cinema. Because okay. I can't play with my phone, I can't leave. Well, I can, I can, yeah, leave. yeah. But etiquette prevents different me. kind of distractions. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, I understand that. I find myself doing that more and more when I watch movies at home. I'm picking up my phone. It's like, put it down, bro. Yeah, what are you doing? So I would say, what if you if you can watch it in the cinema, especially mm. if you're going to watch two films, if you're going to watch, yeah, two, then you have another film to buffer it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I thought about going seeing Night Swim, but yeah. Right, so I'm saying you can watch films. You, you can buffer the mm-hmm. fact that mm-hmm. it is the way it is, mm-hmm. but it's it's in, it's an enjoyable film. But I literally mm-hmm. would say it's a five out of ten. It right. is directly middle of the road. It is not terrible. It's not the mm-hmm. worst DCU mm-hmm. film, mm-hmm. but it ain't the best. It is right. it, it, the best way I can describe it. This film 
is Thor Love and Thunder to Aquaman being Thor Ragnarok. Right, okay. All right. Yeah, because I, I mean, I like the first Aquaman, but again, that probably was like a 5.5, maybe a 6, the first one for me. Yeah. I know a lot of people enjoyed it more. Yeah. I mean, over a billion dollars. But yeah. This movie is not Aquaman 1. It is not Mm. as good as that film. Mm. However, there are bits that are good in it. There are things that are better in it. But it's just not like, I'll be honest, there is genuinely no way they could have carried on after this film. Oh, right. Okay. Interesting. I kind of want to see how they wrap it up or if they do wrap it up or yeah. Okay. They definitely um, do. That. Oh, okay. And you, right. and you, oh, interesting. You, you chuckle at how they do it, mm. but it is, it was clearly a thing of like when they shot the end, when they shot the end mm-hmm. of this film, they were definitely like, we're done, right? right. Yeah. I do a thing. Oh, interesting. See, now I want to see just for that. So yeah. All right. I might go catch that. Um, look, some honorable mentions because I know this is going to. Some of these have been like really low ranked movies. So I just thought I mentioned, but I haven't seen any of these. Neil Sheriff, oh. you have. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. I think that was on a lot of people's worst movies. Uh, Children of the Corn remake. Um, oh, Love yeah. Again, romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's with uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Okay. Uh, My Big Fat Greek Reading Three. Uh, Exorcist, The Believer. Oh, sorry, The Exorcist, Believer. Um, in that I haven't watched it, mm-hmm. but when you've got John Carpenter, mm-hmm. who is literally like John Carpenter, is like if you say, I don't know, if you say Wes Craven is like mm-hmm. the all time heavyweight champion of horror movies. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter's like the all-time heavyweight intercontinental champion of him right. of, of horror movies, right? He had put horror films. He he made some of the some of the genres that you love. He made them, right? Okay. When you've got him saying, "How do you fuck up The Exorcist?" Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I tell you, I tell you why. You get the director is David Gordon Green, so the director you get is the executive producer on Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. That's how you make a bad exorcist. But movie. he also is executive <laughs> on Halloween. Yeah, no, I know. Which is good. That's a good movie. So it's yeah, like... The other two. Yeah. Um, what else did we have? Uh, oh, I've clicked off the page. Um, Five Night at Freddy's. Um, haven't seen Heart of Stone. Was that a Netflix oh, one with Gal Gadot? Yeah. I saw that. It's all right. I mean, again, it's very easily forgettable. But mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. thinking about it, I'm like, you know, as we're just saying, it's not the top 10. As we're just saying, it's mm-hmm. not great movies of 2023. Yeah, I think it deserves mm-hmm. to go in there. Okay. Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, uh... Murder Mystery 2. Uh, one that I see on a lot of people's lists, well, I think it's a little bit harsh, is uh, 65 with Adam Driver. Now, I know it could I could've it could have been better, but I think, yeah, I I don't think it's a top ten worst movie, uh, for sure. I think that's kind of harsh. Ghosted, that's had really bad reviews. Uh that Chris Evans and Anna Darmus. I mean right? 
know what? Okay, I haven't seen it. You know what? I enjoyed. I enjoyed Ghosted. I think I gave Ghosted. Let's see, what did I give it? Because Ghosted was not like a, a terrible film. It just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's not a super good film. It's not like a oh, I'm gonna remember this forever. It, yeah. it was. I gave it six and a half out of ten. It was right, all okay. Fun. It was all right. Okay. Um, Magic Mike: The Last Dance. We had uh, Peter Pan and Wendy. Um, Jude Law. That was straight to Disney Plus, I think, and I don't think I've seen that. Um, the Mother with Jennifer Lopez. Uh, oh, yeah. Insidious: I, 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 The Red that. Door. I, 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 how dare you? <laughs> People who said that movie was terrible. How dare you? That movie was a. That was a, I gave it a seven point five out of ten. All right. I, okay. I enjoyed meeting them. Obviously, it's not the insidious movie. It's not the yeah, one. Yeah. You say, yeah, this is the movie, but it's good enough. All right. And another one was Hypnotic with Ben Affleck, uh, Robert Rodriguez, which again I thought was all right. It wasn't a, t- a top 10, you know, it wasn't a worst movie for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are some uh, other mentions. Um, you know, yeah, what, you know uh, the rest of the movies, again, were, you know, good, you know, good average and better, you know. So um, there wasn't a huge amount of terrible movies this year. So yeah, fair play. Some years I could fill up uh, like two pages, you know, do a top 50, but <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that bad this year. Yeah. But maybe it's just because I hadn't seen as many of the bad movies. Because I think before I would probably watch a lot more movies and then rank them. Now I'm like, if I feel it's gonna be a bad movie, I won't waste my time. Maybe I'll eventually catch it. But it's like time's precious now, man. And it's just I ain't got time to waste my, uh, to waste on this. Actually, something that was interesting is um we were talking about obviously white men can't jump and stuff yeah. like that. So um You People was written by uh Kenya Barris. Yeah, and he also did the screenplay and story for White Men Can't Jump. Original so, or this one? I uh, just says screenplay and story by, which normally means he's done both. But I'm looking this up because. So yeah, he's and then because he did Blackish, which I know is a popular yeah. TV show, and it is he very create, cool. he's like creator of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, then he's on New People and White Men Can't Jump right. and Grownish. I'm currently looking at uh, the White Man Can't Jump original, right? And mm-hmm. the, the writers. Nope, it wasn't. So this Ken, Kenya. You just have this one. Kenya Barris. Yeah. Kenya Barris, you just <laughs> made this one. You just made the list uh, mm. twice. <laughs> <laughs> you're on this list twice this year uh okay so just gave you a quick rundown of our films so i had uh, napoleon the meg Two, sorry meg Two, the trench asteroid city leave the world behind rebel moon part one uh, a child of fire um the movie was not uh silent night uh may december expendables four uh fast x and new people neil had wish pearl the blackening house party throwing white men can't jump there sorex Cobweb and Aquaman 2 is an honorable mention, maybe. Yeah, it's an honorable mention. I was like, I watched it and I was like, you fit in line. It's not the, put it way, I, I put it in there, but I'm like, it's not even the worst DCU film. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, what's, like, the D, what's the worst DCU film for you? 
Uh, Birds of Prey. Okay, mine's Wonder Woman 84. Oh, no, I take it back. Wonder <laughs> Woman 84. Sorry, forgive me, Harley Quinn. Your movie wasn't amazing, but wow. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, know Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> you know what? Wonder Woman 84, to say how the bad it is, Wonder Woman 84 was so bad, it was the first film that I openly said, this film is shit. Mm. I think that's the first time I'd said that about a film since 2016. Wow. See, right? Neil's got a lot of love, man. There's not a lot of hate in this man. Right? 2016 <laughs> was, I was like, I, I, I feel bad about calling films shit. I'm just saying it wasn't for me or I didn't think it was mm-hmm. that good. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I watched that and I was done and I was like, that's some shit. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. I'd well look watch that in the cinema. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. I think uh yeah, I, d- I watched it at home because it came out Boxing Day. It was like COVID movie, wasn't it? Or something. Yeah, it was COVID movie. So it literally came out during like lockdown. So it was like that and Mortal Kombat. And I was like, Yeah. It's some shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> so bad. It was so bad. Um, all right. Well, thanks very much for listening and watching. Really appreciate you. As always, please just make sure you hit that like and subscribe button and hit that bell to get notified. Um, we are here every week, barring illness or any major mishaps. Uh, and we appreciate you listening. Please make sure you sound off in the comments. What were your worst films of 2023? Yes. Uh, do you agree get? with it? Yeah. What did we miss? What do you agree with? What do you highly disagree with? Uh, are you on board with me for Leave the World Behind? um did you think rebel moon was as bad as it was um yeah sound off we appreciate it and uh that's it and then so our next episode is going to be our top movies of 2023 uh that's going to be a little bit more enjoyable chat i would think less frustrations um whether we might battle it out for a top 10 because that might create some good debate um so i think we'll probably do a top 10 for that one but the worst movies just like open the floodgates just yeah let them in let them in uh, Neil, anything from you before we go? Yes, I would like to say I feel very proud of the moment. I feel very proud at this moment in time because for everything that we said and everything that we did, the movie that didn't make it into the top 10 or top however many we got, mm-hmm. even as an honourable mention, was The Flash. <laughs> yes. And I don't think it deserves to be in the conversation of worst movie. Yes. It had enough in it to mm-hmm. be an average movie at best. I think, you know, there's... Look, CGI is CGI. You can make some questionable decisions on that. The story mm-hmm. itself was fairly solid. You know, cool. it had some heart. You know, I thought his performance was good in it. Michael mm-hmm. Keaton, it was great to see him. Um, the, the ending... Yes, I would like the fight scene to have played out differently, but, you know, it was coherent in that sense. The scene where he has the conversation with his mom back at the end, you know, where he's having to, you know, change history. You know, some really good elements. Um, I didn't like uh, the way they did the cameos. I don't have a problem with cameos. I just didn't like the way they did them with the worlds and how they were just motionless things and that didn't do anything. Um, And then I hated that George Clooney thing at the end. Bro. That pissed me the fuck, bringing me back the worst fucking Batman, uh, just to wind me up right at the end. It's like, fuck you. 
the way the what they did in the uh testing screenings mm. was they uh, had the like the Bruce Wayne coming up and he was like who the fuck is that and then mm. they cut to black that for me is so much more entertaining you're like oh and cuz then it could have been if it, you know it could have been anyone but even if you know that the movies aren't going to continue i think that's a funnier way to end it than just bringing this guy back but look they made the decision but yeah that really fucking wound me up but yeah no i don't believe it's in the worst movies of the year i think they got a lot of unnecessary hate to be fair so yeah and it's not the worst dc movie as we've established so yeah (laughs) all right well look thank you very much and uh until next time we'll see you next week peace out peace